2: I'm Julie Wilson-Nimmo and I just love the chat more than life itself. I cannot get enough of it. This podcast series aims to give inspirational, eloquent and motivational women who live and work in Scotland a voice and a platform to share their enthralling human interest stories with us. I love gabby, feisty women and I'm fascinated as to how they got to where they are today. I was super excited to record this week's podcast with the supremely talented Scottish actor Don Steele. Dawn has been an ambassador for female actors throughout the UK. She's been so dedicated to her craft, showing determination, humour and good grace. Monarch of the Glen, Sea of Souls, Wild at Heart, River City and currently BBC One's Hobie City are just some of Don's professional credits. We would be here all day if we started listing off all of her TV, film and theatre appearances, as her career has been meteoric. However, there's a lot more to this courageous woman than meets the eye. Don and I are kindred spirits, and there's lots that bonds us, as you're about to find out. So, we got all the hellos and virtual kisses and hugs out of the way first, and then we did a deep dive into our chat. And here's the result. Take us back, if you don't mind, Dawn, indulge in, you know, your childhood, where you grew up. For people that maybe don't know, just give us a wee mm-hmm. bit about what your childhood was, if you don't mind. Um,
3: so I grew up in a place called Milton of Campsie. I mean, we kind of flitted about before that, but that's where I went to primary school, and uh, my mum and dad still live there. It's kind of North Glasgow. I mean, it's a beautiful little village right at the Campsie Hills. But at the time when I was growing up, you know, you had to get the one bus and it was pure like one bus an hour and it would take like an hour to get into glasgow so it felt really not part of glasgow if you know what i mean and i know it's not it's still got a glasgow postcode obviously but it's a tiny little village and of course now they've built a new bit of motorway and you can get into town in like 20 minutes do you know what i mean it's really easy and you know it's yes. totally changed now but when i was growing up there i was like this is boring we're okay. miles away from it. Of course, now I go back and like to mum and dad, oh my God, it's so beautiful here. Like I knew, I know exactly why they chose to live there now, yep. you know. And yep. we were really privileged, really lucky, grew up in a lovely house. I've got two younger brothers. Yeah. And then went to school, Craighead Primary, which like my brothers, we boys go to now because, uh, you know, Aww. they all still live there. And my best friend, like my best friend Elaine, her kids now go there. And it's just really nice. And when we were last up, I went up to the school. It's like, oh my God, it's tiny,
2: <laughs> as you do.
3: And then um, got the boys from school and stuff. So, yeah, so we're there. I'm still there as much as I can. We yeah. can get back. Because, um, obviously, my whole family's
2: still up there. And then went to school, Cosaith Academy. That's what I did. And when you were at school, you've set the scene so lovely there. And you are... Mm-hmm. Really lucky, especially you know, being a mum yourself now, being able to go back and show your daughter all that Mm -hmm. that's really special because a lot of people move, don't they? And they don't Mm. ever get to do that. But so, when you were at school, were you interested in drama? What sparked it for you? I think, yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: I think what happened was it was just through dancing, which (sighs) I've, I've now seen in my own daughter, you know what I mean? And I think it was just through going, I went dancing from a very young age. I don't know what sparked that. I think that was just extracurricular activities that your mum was trying to get you into. or And you I just it? loved dancing, it. But... What
2: kind of dancing?
3: So I did ballet, disco, tap, majorettes, all oh. of it. I did all of it. And, then... and did you do shows? Is that maybe when yes. you went on stage? Yes. Yeah. My mum yes. still got all the pictures. So... <gasps> Then I went on to there was a, a little drama group in Carcantella called the Kirkantilla Players. Don't know if you've heard of them. <laughs> um and uh I joined that. And so it, and even then it was just more in the chorus and I was part of the pantomimes and things Aww. like that. And then that moved on to kind of bigger roles such as uh Sweeney Todd. Oh, here we go. My yes. big fake mustache. I only got it because I got my hair all cut short. Hold people- on.
2: Were you Sweeney Todd?
3: Yes. I didn't know
2: you've never told me that before. Uh-huh. I was Sweeney
3: Todd, obviously.
2: I'm the guy.
3: I need to find pictures. My mum's literally still got pictures. But Get I, had, I had remembered getting all my hair cut short. I don't know why. For and then, No, 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 no. I just got it all cut short. I must have been about 12 or 13. And I got it all cut off. And um, and then crying in Marks and Spencer's because an old lady bumped into me and went, oh, sorry, son. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I hate my hair, I'm growing it. Um, but anyway, I think I divers. I think that's why I got the Sweeney Todd part, you know what I mean? Um, so yeah, so I did like loads of little, just had a little theatre in Kirk I mean, tiny. And did, I just did loads of like plays there. And that was it. And it's all I've ever wanted to do. Like, so much so, I'm like, I actually cannot do anything else. No. I just can't.
2: So, hold on, I'm just checking. So, you're 12 at this point, and you've yeah. done the show, and it's the aftermath, if you like, of finishing a show like that, because it's different when you're 12, isn't it? And I know that mm-hmm. me and you are very similar like that about performing, but I imagine if we'd been weak pals when we were together, when we were weak, it would have been a riot. But <laughs> I bet when you finished that show, you were just like, almost like the come down the show, finishing stuff, and did you kind mm-hmm. of go then I need to do this forever, or was it still... Yeah, no, it's yeah. just all I wanted to do. Yeah, I just wanted to do it. But at that time, I didn't really...
3: Even at school, because obviously now we're in high school, drama was just a... It wasn't a, a subject, because it was 19 canteen, it was ages ago. Uh-huh. Um, and it was just, a, a, you know... a. What would you call them? What were they? Well, uh, you,
2: you didn't have an exam in it, didn't you? No, no. it was like no. a. Like, <laughs> not an extracurricular thing, but a.
3: Yeah, it was. We had drama at school, but you didn't sit and examine it. Um, yeah. You know, and I still loved it then, though. Mrs. Smith, her name was, a drama teacher at Kilseith Academy. And I don't know, it's just. I loved art as well, and mm-hmm. but I just wasn't good enough to go to art school. Like, I loved it, and it's still in me. Like, uh-huh. I still have fantasies about I'm going to join an art class and I'm going to go every week and I'm going to you start should. paint. I know, but I'm just always I'm working I can never commit to just because when you're filming especially the schedule I'm on and continuing drama it. I only know what I'm doing two weeks in advance it changes on a daily basis Yeah I can never really commit to anything that's my excuse that I've not got the old easel out yet
2: <laughs> Yeah, but look where you live you'll get to that at some point that's still Oh, that's... When, I'm re- when I'm retired I'll be down there at the See I can imagine <laughs> it. That'd be a lo- that's a lovely thing. But but you've got yeah. the artistic thing in you at that age and you're you know enough. I was gonna say savvy enough, but you just know there's something in you to go, mm. that's what I want to do, because I guess your school was the same. So you're moving on through high school, and then you probably have the career chat, and um, the careers officer. Did you have uh, yeah, them yeah, coming yeah. in? Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, I
3: want to be an actress, but I can't really remember what they said. I don't ever remember being told no. Uh-huh. they were like, oh, right, okay. I think they were just didn't really know either. You know, what do you do? How do you become an actor? Like, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and in my head, I suppose, when you're at school, you're always kind of told, oh, you need to go to university or, you know, you need to get a degree. And and I just spent all my time in the art room. It was just us in the art room, all together, drama, classes, and then obviously out with. And when I was at high school, I moved on from the Kirk and Taylor Players and I went to... This is quite random, right? But I went to the Dorothy <laughs> Paul. Dorothy Paul uh, uh-huh. is uh, is a very famous kind of Scottish actress. I was um, going to say the
2: Dorothy Paul. Yeah, the Dorothy, Dorothy Paul.
3: Wow. Ran, ran a little Saturday acting class in our house. Oh. And I got to know it through my mum's friend. And that was it. And I started going there every Saturday. My mum and dad would drive me from Milton the Campsite all the way to the West End, and then would sit in the car and wait on me, or go and get a coffee, whatever, and come back
2: to Dorothy Paul's actual house. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow.
3: And what was great was I just met this different group of people. Do you know what I mean? From the city centre of Glasgow, and you know what I mean, rather than being away way out there and just going to Kirkintilloch, it was kind of got this whole new set of friends. And yeah, and the same thing, we used to just to put on, like... We shows. Bugsy Malone and things like that. And because Dorothy obviously was an actress herself, anyone that was looking for maybe children in any kind of uh, TV series or, you know, they would come to her. Yeah. And I remember, like, auditioning for things. And that was my first thing of, like, not getting things. But I also... That was the first time I, I did any professional work. So I got a little job there playing, it was a documentary on Charles Rennie McIntosh, and uh, I played one of the little girls who lived in the White House in Helensburgh. This is beyond cute. And uh, Tom Conte (laughs) played him, and Francesca Annas played his wife. I mean, listen, I I was like 13 now, but totally, like, didn't know at all. Like, they had a break in filming, and we went on holiday, and I came back, and I'd got a perm. And I always remember the makeup artist going to my mum, what, what, what do you mean she's got a bit like, what, what? And this perm, I thought it was I was meant to look like um, Madonna in, is it like a prayer video? I can't remember. No, not like a prayer. There was a video. And she had the most amazing curly bob. And I got this perm and I basically looked like my nana. Do you know what I mean? It was it was really tight. <laughs> I was gonna say,
2: was it one of those uh-huh. acid tight perms that was <laughs> that smell of eggs? Spot on, not Madonna. <laughs> so did you have to go back to uh-huh. back to film and, and then they had to nana? put like a hair
3: piece on me and all that, and I remember them being raging and that was the start of my kind of you know, now I just live in continuity like hell. I can never get my hair done. I can never everything's gotta be the same for this for years and years. But to be fair
2: to you, Don, you're what thirteen. Did they Not explain really. it? You to know, and you? I didn't
3: know because we'd never done it. I'd never been done a professional job like that, you know. And no. then,
2: please tell me that there's evidence of you before and after with the perm <laughs> in the film. No, because it's just like a wig that they put on. So it was fine actually because it was a hairpiece, and I was like, well,
3: you're going to hide it anyway, you oh, know, anyway. Yeah. So yeah. So and that was it, and I just kind of did all that with Dorothy Paul, and and then I suppose I got more savvy to what how to do it, like
2: drama school, really. And did you start to hear from maybe your new pals at Dorothy's? Did, did you know people, were they talking about? Well, I, I, would, I was imagine maybe the academy, did that come up and stuff? I can't really remember, it must have, because that's yeah.
3: how I knew about it, really, you know. Yeah. And also through school, I think, you know, through your careers thing. But, you know, I, I just applied for the Royal Scottish Academy of Music and Drama. I didn't, I didn't apply anywhere else, because, you know, I my mum and dad couldn't afford that. You know, and you're lucky in Scotland that your fees get paid. Yes.
0: Honestly,
3: people in England just now, like where I live, even actors who I talked to at work just now in Holby, they're like, well, you went to drama school and your fees
2: were paid. I was like, yeah, like they can't quite get over that. Yeah. I relate to that. I remember, and I didn't actually know till you're saying it now, it just shows you that you learn something from your friends all the time. I mm-hmm. was exactly the same. And when I went to audition and then other people that I knew were like, well, oh, did you go and- did you just pick that one? Did you like it? And I went, no, that's the only the one only that I one. applied to. Yeah. For the exact same reason, because I remember a friend from East Club where I grew up that went and then she couldn't go because her mum and dad couldn't afford it. To, and I, mm. and she was heartbroken. And I thought, well, I had a thing about going to the academy anyway because I knew an actor there. Yeah. So that was it for me. Not that it was second choice. That was just, if I want to do this, I was the same as you. That's where I would be going to do it. So mm-hmm, it's weird.
3: Mm-hmm. I didn't know that about you. Yeah. Wow. Uh, but then... I didn't get in, and then was like, oh "God, what am I going to do?" And then that's when I started going, "Oh right, okay, there is other drama schools out there, but they were just too expensive. You needed—I don't know what it is—fifty quid to apply to them anyway. I can't even remember what it was then. So I just thought, right, I'm going to do something that I enjoy doing. Right, and at the time, remember, I was seventeen. <laughs> I'd already been Ibiza. I'd already been to Ibiza, loving my life, and I thought. I'll do a course in travel and tourism at Springburn College. Just a year, like a little, just something that I know. And I read that this course, you go on holiday, you know, and (laughs) (laughs) I mean. I'm doing that, I'm going on my holidays. And I was like, I could do that. And then in this year, I'll apply again to the RSMD, but I'll just try and get more experience or speak to more people who'd been there or, you know. Yeah. So I went to the Did This course, had a riot. In, I mean, I'm not kidding, this course, <laughs> you you learned how to fill out a, a like, form, like an old um, airline, for a, like, the tickets were handwritten, that's oh. how long ago it was, but we got to go Ibiza for a week, and, and, and <laughs> you got, got paid to go, brilliant pictures from that as well, and, and got to kind of shadow a, a club 18 to 30s club rep. No, you didn't. Oh, my God. At
2: that age, you're you're still... Oh, by the time I was
3: 18. So I I was like the oldest one in the course, and they were all like, John, you're really leading people astray. I mean, not much has (laughs) changed. (laughs) (laughs) Because quite a lot of them were like 16. Um, (gasps) And then, whilst I was doing that, I joined the Strathclyde Theatre Group. And I think it was part of Strathclyde Uni, and there was a lot of the drama students and the English students who went there and that was just that was the making of it really to be honest because then I met lots of people who'd even trained at the RSMD you know like maybe years before and yeah, and I met a lovely man called Nick and he kind of helped me with my pieces like what I should choose what I should do how to do it you know I mean it was just it was an eye opener because it really made me kind of choose the right pieces and know what I was going to do and, and it just helped enormously so I applied again and then I got in
2: There you go. Yeah. But how yeah. fantastic that you've had to go on that journey and actually the travel course and stuff like that, you'll remember that <laughs> forever. But do you know what I mean? Because uh-huh. they, people listen to it because people just presume, oh, you just walk up to the college and you get in and it's easy. You just walk in and it's this and... No, it's not. Mm, and then look at your career not. since then, which we'll obviously talk about. But that didn't put you off for a start. You still knew you wanted to do it. And that thing about the drama school that we both went to at the time was very, very much you're too young, you've not done it. yet, you've not really mm. seen anything yet. And they're right. Like now, at this age, at 49, I go, aha, if I was sitting on the board for them coming in now, I would get afraid if you came in and went, she's great, she's got the talent, but she's just too young and I don't mm. want it to be put off because once you get there, it's hard, isn't it? Yeah. It's hard. I mean, who knows?
3: You'll never know why you didn't get in and it's a mix, isn't it, of the group of people and there's only 30 places. And But, oh my God, I had the best year at drama school I could Ever wish for and oh. I just I'm so glad that I didn't get into the year before. Not that yeah. they weren't nice either. But no, you know, but that we was were... your year.
2: This was your year yeah. was waiting on you because you're yeah. still friends with
3: some of them. Aren't oh you? my gosh! Yes. My friend Maddie was down last week, and it's just you know, there's a group of us. there's about six of us who are very, very close. Gorgeous. But yeah, Maddie did a reading at my wedding. You know, so it's just all, um, Michael, Michael's godfather to you know, my daughter yeah. and his partner, Jamie. Yeah, so it's, you know, they're there. And I do think those are the years, aren't they? Yes. Really, never really mind school. Those are the years, you know, and those are that's the time when I was at drama school, I got a job at Regano Restaurant. I just met the best people who I'm still, because they're your years where you're doing all that, growing and finding out who you are as a person. And obviously with drama school, it was an eye-opener. I'd never even seen what an avocado was. And then Giovanne has an avocado at lunchtime. And I was like what is that? It's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, Giovanna yeah. J- was Italian. She's has like, oh, it's an avocado. Like, what? And we were just still going to Greg's. Although, listen, I still like a bit of Greg's sausage roll. Passed that one at my daughter, unfortunately.
2: <laughs> but listen to this, who would ever think, you need to write this in a book, but the best is that you go to drama school, people are worried about the fencing classes and you're like, I've learned an avocado is. <laughs> but that, but I'm, I, I completely relate to that because it's what you learn when you're there. And I think, the smile that comes across your face when you do talk about those times and it's not until you're a bit older you go they were the times of our lives that was just everything about it you know obviously there's classes there that you found hard and all that but it's the friendships and it's without sounding Mm -hmm. cheesy that this gets banned about a lot but you found your tribe then didn't you oh i totally found my tribe and i still don't laugh like with with that group
3: like we laugh more than any other group because you've got all those (laughs) shared histories and shared memories and in jokes that are still make us howl, you know. Yeah. And I'm not kidding, it was 23 years ago. <laughs> and we're still, like, doing the same old jokes. Like, anyway. Uh-huh. But yeah, I, I, but I also think drama school, what it did do, amongst all the absolute training and everything, you know, but it also just, and the avocado thing, <laughs> it just opens your eyes to different classes, different cultures, different... You know, it was just amazing for that. And I really feel that in acting... It's just the kind of industry where you can be pals with anyone, any age, any race, any anybody. Like, you'd be out in the pub with the 65-year-olds, the 70-year-old actors. I don't know if you would do that in any other... I'm not sure, mm-hmm. you know. It's just that real lovely mix of people that you have because you're all this creative mind, you know what I mean? I just yes. I love that. I love it. And I think that's yeah. what, when you go to drama school, when you're kind of a bit young and a bit... You know, there was older people in our class. You know, there was, it's just, yeah, I just loved it. I loved it. I was there for four years. Couldn't you get rid of me.
2: I was going to say, because you did a course and then you did a, was it, it honours mm. that you did at the end?
3: Yeah. Well, talking about the degree course, I'm not getting about six months into that. I was like, why did I choose this course? I was raging. Oh, no. Because then I found out that they acted the DDA, the diploma, was an acting mm. course. And they were doing play after play after play. And we were like, doing so much written work so any kind of practical thing you did you always had to back up with a big massive essay and I was like oh my god like I wasn't even qualified to do that course I just obviously got in on my audition because you needed like three hires or whatever and I didn't have that but in hindsight I think I did the better course I really do because I think it just we did everything and I think it really grounded us and in my final year the honours year we got to do specialize in acting, directing or teaching,, mm-hmm. and there was only like five or six of us, and I did acting, and it was just us for a whole year just doing play after play after play, and we got to do the the degree show where all the agents come and see, you know that was all part of it, and it, it was just that was just an amazing time, yeah, it just really finished off a brilliant time at drama school for me, yeah. anyway.
2: I think that was the right one for you because different actors that we probably both worked with, loads of them that are sort of still in the game, weirdly did that course. And I remember thinking, some say, no, oh, that's not the real course that you are on. And I always remember thinking, what are they talking about? And then the exact same, well, they're doing plays all the time, but... We had to kind of graft as well. Like, we knew how to take a set out the back of a van and all that and
3: yeah. <laughs> put it God. together,
2: whereas I don't think the, the other lot did do that as mm. much. So I think that was just meant to be, and it was in the stars for you. Mm-hmm. So then, shifting you on, you leave. So how soon after, <laughs> did, you, did you get an agent when you left there? Yeah, I was really
3: lucky, like, with agents, you know what I mean? It was. I mean, God, we all had pagers, <laughs> again, oh, uh-huh. how long ago. Like, who am I? Do I work in a bank? <laughs> We all had pagers and we'd be like, meet me at Trader Joe's in 10 minutes. (laughs) Trader (laughs) Joe's is the pub, by the way, around the corner. We didn't really have much to kind of page each other for, apart from that. But we all went down to London for the the showcase. And yeah, I remember at the time my pager was like buzzing when we were all in the pub afterwards and we had to go out to the phone box and phone. And yeah, so I was really lucky. I got quite a lot of agents and I had, you know, I went and met quite a few of them and went with Ruth Young, who at the time was Peter Fraser and Dunlop, uh, but now
2: United Agents, and I'm still with her. And so after that, soon after that, do you remember when you got your first job? I'm sorry, I'm putting you on the spot on I know, that. I'm
3: just trying to think. because well, I was thinking, I thought I did Gregory's Girl when I was still at Jams School, but it must have been just the end, and then as a little two lines as a barmaid and the debt collector. You know, I did Tinseltown, uh, with Rain Dog again, just meeting the most amazing friends. Who are still friends? I spoke to Robbie Allen the other day. I was needing advice about something, and you know, and he produced Aww. Tinseltown and all that. And I can still pick up the phone, and it is just like no time passes, is it? With, with yeah. these friends, you know, it's lovely. And was that a first big telly break for you then? Kind of, yeah. I mean, I don't know if it was a break because you know, I don't know how well it did or all that. It was quite niche, Tinseltown, wasn't it? You know what I mean? It was very. But I still get people asking me about it. Oh my god, I love Tinseltown. You know, yeah. you know, it's a lot of kind of younger gay men as well who've now just rediscovered it or, you know and that was a really different way of working because they um a lot of it was improvised. We went to uh, the polo lounge in Glasgow, which is this, you know, gay nightclub, but we had to go in character. Oh no. And sure David, our our director was there, and Robin and Martin McCarty and they were all taking notes and following us round, and just And the club when the club was that and actual club, the club, and then oh, no. and then he would and they would set up situations. So, like you know, I, I just remember meeting Paul at the toilet and me coming in. He's like, "Are you in character?" And I was like, "No, <laughs> oh no, are you?" <laughs> right. <laughs> so, oh, it just, yeah. But they would go away and then write stuff, you know, that came out of that night. Or, okay. And we would do a lot of improvising, loads of workshops. And, and then, they, I mean, listen, they did so well because, you know, they did all that themselves and got yeah. the money for it. And, yeah, again, it was just <laughs> a messy, sort of joyous
2: time. Yeah. But I bet you're brilliant in that situation. You're gung ho for all that. Like, I know you're laughing, I'm not a Because oh, you're doing me and a Kate,
3: p- Kate Dickey, I know. And, me and Kate Dickey, and they were, and they were saying, yeah, they right, just go to hit her. <laughs> Kate was like, what? <laughs> and we had this big, like, almost nearly fight. It was just like, oh, God. I'm like, OK, stop, everyone. <laughs> stop Somebody's going to get hurt. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh. And, uh, yeah, and then I think I got Monarch pretty much straight away. I mean, yes. that was kind of the year 2000, really.
2: And can you tell anyone, if they don't know what that show was, that maybe had not come across it? Because you can get it now, of course, on Netflix, can't you? You can go back and see it. Yeah. If you want to see my fringe... At She's so, You're so <laughs> cute in that. And your character was called Lexi, wasn't she? Yeah, yeah. And honestly, Dawn, you're brilliant in that show. And it was just... A, that was a break, wasn't yeah. it? That was but a I, massive I, I, thing. Yeah,
3: and I, at that time, I still didn't... Because obviously, when we did Tinsertown, it was quite, quite free and kind of a bit, you know... I mean, there was marks and stuff, but it was that kind of trying to learn how to be on a set. And,
2: yeah.
3: and all of a sudden, I was up in the Highlands for nearly six months. Me... <sighs> Richard Briar, Susan Hampshire, Al, Hamish, Sandy wow. Morton. We were all in this house that was just covered in tartan from head to toe, like tartan carpets. We all <laughs> had a room in this house. It was called the Ardnicoil. It was still there. And um, we all lived together, you know. What, a- while you were shooting it, you all stayed there? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, oh, we all well. stayed there. Stayed in a tiny village, King and some of us knew more. And we filmed a beautiful big house called Arverike, and they they use it all the time. They use it for, like, Balmoral and The Crown and things
1: like that. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes.
0: Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more But yeah, it was a very Sunday night,
3: shortbread thin um, Scottish drama. But it was about a uh, laird who came up from England to take over from his father to run this big um, estate. And I was the cook, always downstairs, Julie.
2: Oh, listen, <laughs> they're the best parts. They're the best parts. <laughs> oh, if I
3: was in downtown, I'd always be downstairs. Yeah, but without ruining it for everybody, she does not stay downstairs forever. I Let don't, tell I you. don't, yeah. And I did that for five years. No way, was yeah, it five, five years? five years. Oh, wow. But then I would do things in between it as well. I would try and do a bit of theatre and I would, you know, we did cutting a rug, you know, we did, I was trying to do little bits in between because I still was like very new to telly. It, but I wasn't uh-huh. to theatre if you know what I mean because that's what you do at drama school and I mean I look back at drama school and I was like God we got no television experience at all and I think they do now but that was the first thing I went into you know luckily enough it was the first thing I went into was telly and I was really like well, what is that Mark? What am I doing? So in Monarch I really watched everybody I really yes. watched what they were doing and I made lots of mistakes and you know yeah. and just learned from them the older actors who were amazing
2: well see there you go if there's younger actresses in particular listening to this that's how you learn isn't it I was oh going to yeah say, you've answered it yourself I was, going to, I was going to ask you that if you could go back to that time and say what would you do because you know you get younger actors asking you how do you know this and how do you know Mark? and I just say you just learn the best thing yeah. you can do isn't it just watch and learn
3: yeah and just hope that because I see it at the moment on Colby City and that's We have lots of guest actors on that, you know. There's always people with various ailments (laughs) coming in, you know, (laughs) falling off their bikes and, you know, I took a stick out of someone's neck the other day. And uh, a lot of young actors, you know, and you find that on Holby, there's a lot, I mean, there's been loads quite famous people who've been on Holby when they were, like, 16, 17. Oh, yes. And I try and be as kind and as open as I can with them, you know, and because... You you do see the fear in their eyes as well, or and the, you get some really amazing people on our crew who who guide them as well and be like, right, okay, this is what you do now, and and a bit like you know, just even things like, where do I sit? Yes, when they've shout cut, like, do you just hang about the camera? No, <laughs> like, come on up, yeah, just come over here, and you know, I mean, it's a very different world now. We're all in COVID land.
2: So you went from your first big telly mm. thing I know Tinseltown was as well but I'm seeing you on that set in um, Monica and the Glen yeah. to now to this massive job that you've got and I remember the day you phoned me up to tell me you were auditioning for it don't worry I'm not giving away any secrets and you were nervous going how can I learn this all the medical journeys yeah. but it was meant to be because how many years have you been doing this This? Uh, uh, yeah before? three years three years no, I yeah. mean I can't believe that's three years ago Don. I know, I know. and you absolutely love it don't you I oh, love-, love it and I'm
3: so sad it's over I mean I'm ready to do something different but this job is listen, it, there's not many jobs I've done that I've hated, like it's just an, a really nice cast
2: What's your character's name in Hobie just in case people don't know then they can go back again
3: and watch it So I play um, Ange Goddard, actually my first name is Angel, if you can believe that Is it Angel?
2: Because I was going to say Angie and I thought no I'm going to get done to tell you yeah. So it's
3: actually angel, God- angel Goddard, I was like angel someone's Goddard. having a laugh you know, oh, I like and, it. But yeah, I play a consultant general surgeon, if you can believe that. Wow, I can't. I just believe I it. love it. Like I love playing a doctor. Like I love doing all the operations. The prosthetics department are amazing. So you kind of I love getting in that into the operating theatre. You know, there's always amazing real life surgeons there. Aussie so, this surgeon who's just amazing, who's in his seventies now and just yeah. They, I and did he show you what to do show, and how to hold things? And- yeah, yeah. Yeah, they show you how to do it. I know some doctors and nurses who are like who do watch you're like, Oh well that wouldn't have happened, that wouldn't happen. But you're like, Well Let's you've got it. to have a bit of license, you know, because if it really was real life it would take three a three hour operation, do you know what I mean? And it's not yeah. to... Anyway, and there's lots of amazing documentaries that you could watch. I was about to
2: say it's not a documentary that you're acting no, no. acting. Yeah. Give so us a two,
3: break. like I love learning all that. And and you know, there's been people there that have been on that show since for 23 years since the beginning. They've got a great crew. It's just, and also I mean I started it going, oh my god now listen, I've done a lot of telly and even by the time I started that I was in my 40s, you know, I was still in my 40s but I was like 43, I'd done a lot Mm -hmm. and I still was like nervous as anything going, oh my god, like how am I going to learn all this? And also the way they work, there's two different crews, sometimes three so three different directors you always have four scripts at a time that you're working from and you jump around. So even that in itself, I, any job I go to, I feel like I'm always learning. I feel like I'm still going, oh, right, okay. And even just being able to go from one director to another, in the beginning I was like, oh, I'm not going to like this. I'm so used yeah, to having too one much. director, you know, for however many episodes. If you're doing like a drama, it's kind of the same. But you just adapt and I suppose that's what being an actor is you know you've just got to kind of roll with it and and you know and as well like makeup artists like we didn't have the same makeup artists it could change on a daily basis sometimes you know so you were like oh and and to me my makeup artist was like you know they become like your best friend you know and of course so you know god I'm still in touch with some of them and you know I'm still like but I mean, to be fair, like, River City was the first time that that was kind of the same, you know, it's got that same kind of vibe, but it's different directors, different... Um, yes. But it's great, and now, like, maybe about two, well, God, three years ago now, I went and did a little bit on a film, and I was just like, oh, my God, how slow is this? <laughs> it just took... It was Because you've been so used to being I've in that so system, used to it, and just yeah. going and going. Then, going. Yeah, yeah, but don't get me wrong, I still loved it, but I mm. couldn't believe that... I was like, oh, yeah, forgotten that you don't do... 10 pages a day like you might be lucky if you do one scene a day on a film yeah. you know and it's a different sort of mindset it's a different sort of acting you know it's um, mainly hanging about huh. yeah. waiting for them to do their beautiful lighting you know but then you get loads of goes at it it isn't huh. hobby but you don't you know you could kind of you'd one take and then you move on sometimes or we'll just shoot the rehearsal
2: Now, when this finishes, and is it quite soon? It finishes. Dawn? is it? So next no, I
3: don't year? finish till Christmas. Oh, that's yeah. And then it'll be on screen because we film like three months behind. So at the moment, we're doing Christmas singing right. Christmas carols yesterday. Oh, so, it's sunshine. not weird at all, yeah, <laughs> and it'll still be on screen till March,
2: yeah. But you'll leave that, and you'll have all that under your belt again, and it's something like I know, but Julie, the
3: fear is already kicking in. It's so weird, Why? isn't it? I just will because what's I'm not going to have a job come December, you know. And what's been amazing about Hobie is, and, and listen, as you know, and any kind of young actress or as soon as you have a baby, it just changes, right? It just does. It does. Yes. It, yes. it does with what parts you can get, you know, what age, whatever age you are. But I don't want to be now away for months and months. You know, I look back at even like Wild at Heart that was filmed in South Africa. I was like, God, have you been out there for six months? Like, I couldn't do that now. Well, okay, right. but you would have to take your yes. child out of school and blah, blah. And yeah, it's all doable. Of course it is. But I have the mom, major mum guilt, which I hate because yes. why do we still have that? And what Holby's great is, is that it's... Sometimes when I'm busy I've got a big storyline, I'm filming every day and I do stay in London. But then it'll be really light and I might only be in like I'm off today. I was filming yesterday, I'm off tomorrow, but I'm in Thursday and Friday. You know, so you, I can take Coco to school, I can pick it um, up, I can you can have a life. Yes. Sometimes, but when you're busy it's pure like you've got no life. But and that's the beauty of it. And you still I still enjoy it. I still enjoy the part. And obviously with continuing drama as well, you get these big ridiculous storylines and yeah. you know that you would never get, your, get, you, get know, because, you know because you know yeah because you know Nicola Walker are yeah, they're all getting those parts do you know what I mean yeah, <laughs> Whereas yeah. this kind of gives me a, a you know you get to flex all those muscles as well you know and I still enjoy it so I'm sad that it's coming to an end in that way because now I think I'm excited because I think oh what's next and it's funny it was literally my first thought when we got told that it was stopping my first thought was, I mean, I was quite shocked because we just get told in work and we were Uh-oh. a bit like, oh, okay, oh, didn't see that coming. But I've got a few months to save up, you know, just trying to... The same, you know, you're just thinking, oh, God, I've just done this job for three years and I've not saved a single penny. That's <laughs> the just same that's
2: how it is. <laughs> so it's
3: like, yeah, of course. You know, I've got kids and got, you know, two dogs and mortgages and, you know, so you're kind of a bit like, oh, God. But I was excited when I heard as well because I think, oh, what's next? Well, also this, that, that, that
2: decision was taken out your hands where sometimes people are in yes. soaps and stuff for years and they go, do you know what, I've loved it, but it's time for me to go. Whereas that, I did feel really bad for you because I know how much you loved it, but that's mm. out your hands now. But yeah. I understand when you said that, like I can imagine you, bless you, going... What's going to happen? That, but it is. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like when we were in a play together, when we were in Tutti Frutti together mm-hmm. and we toured and stuff, and you were always so lovely because I had two E ones at the time. And you were like, How do you do this? And it wasn't until you had Coco. You went, Oh, I was always trying to drag you to the pub. But don't get me no wrong, wonder. I work. A working mum does want to go to the pub. It's just then I had to go home and help put them to bed. And, and oh my like God, some... they were like babies. And,
3: <laughs> and, and, and listen, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. As an accident, until you have that baby, you're like, All right. I'm, I think even men think that dads, you know. So nobody really knows until you have them, no. do you? And you no, can of course, warn, warn people all you want, but still, and they don't warn listen them in good ways. But no, because yeah. you don't. know. you just don't. You can't. Imagine and also, it.
2: they have to find it for themselves. like I'm looking at you, going, "Oh, wait till she finds this out." But you did. Yeah, and Of course you yeah, did. Yeah, and yeah. it's like then you come to each other, and one of the things that you've said there that I want to tap into is the mummy guilt because. Mm. Obviously, because I'm only interviewing women and I've not met one yet that doesn't have the mummy girl. And I think that we've always said that to each other. Look, have a greet. But then look what Coco's just seen you doing, especially mm-hmm. if you just go to that last job you're now doing. She's went seeing her mum going out the door and doing mm-hmm. that. And you're doing it for her and yeah. your family. That's where you're, Obviously, you're getting to do it for you because you can't do anything else but that's no. who you are and Coco will remember that and she won't remember the days where you probably drove away crying and all of oh these god, horrible yeah. things and the, all yeah. the things we miss when we are doing this but at the same time she'll sit down and go my mum loves her job and my mum's mm-hmm. managed to do that that's inspiring for her mm-hmm.
3: she still says can you not get a job in Whitstable
2: <laughs> and I'm like
3: <laughs> oh darling I'd love that oh my god yeah. can you imagine filming kind of near your home or and she's yeah. like no like in a shop or you know and I'm like Well, no. I I love my job and I love what I do. And I think, it's listen, I had the same conversation with one of the actresses yesterday. She's just a baby. She's just came back and she was like, oh, my God, leaving her this morning was just, you know, she's like. And I said, listen, I totally I I know that feeling. And I just gave her the same speech as you've just given me. But sometimes to take your own advice is, you know, but I think I'm getting better with it. The older she's getting. But then I've heard that actually, as soon as she starts getting into the teen (laughs) years, they really need you more. And, you know, so I'm like, oh, well, I I love my job. And I just, I love being on a set. Like, I love it. I love being in a rehearsal room. It's the most I feel me. And I I think, is that a worry? (laughs) No. But it's all I've known, you know, and it's all I, and I just love it. I love being surrounded by actors. I love, I love all the crew. I love having a laugh. I love it when a scene goes really well and you get that feeling in your tummy. I love, I just love it all, you know, and I love being able to kind of change in things and I love getting my costume on. And, do you know what I mean? It's just all, I do love it. But yeah. also I love my daughter and obviously more. And <laughs> I what I want to put that onto her is just how important it is that we go out and work and
2: women are out and... But- it's that age and it's, it's something about becoming this age and I'm older than you I'm mm. 49 this year and I'm going to be 50 next year and I think it's all of these things like I can't lie to you and I've always said to you like struggling mm-hmm. to keep doing it but uh-huh. see when you said about you being in that room and I've missed all that uh-huh. and I did it last week and I was like working with these women at Glasgow Union in a play. you'd have loved it Don. Oh, and just uh-huh. looking around and laughing and it doesn't mean I don't love my boys and, and my husband but I went this is who I am I know that's how we've always related to each other. and but I that's I why you keep going, isn't it? The thing that I was wanting to ask you, so we're no greeting, is what we've got in common, I don't know if a lot of people know that Dawn does wild swimming. And mm-hmm. she's basically pass it on to me. She's like a mermaid and I used to watch her on Instagram, like, tell me what this is and everything. And now I became completely addicted. So hey. do you mind telling us about that? Because uh-huh. you look, you always look amazing, but you seem like in the last, how long have you been doing that now? A couple of years? Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Um, so just before lockdown. Yeah. yeah. So the first lockdown. Yeah.
2: So yeah, not that,
3: uh, just over a year, year and a half, yeah. And do you mind like telling
2: us how you got into it and what it does for
3: you and stuff? So I live by the sea in Whitstable. And so it's like, lucky enough to have it like there on my doorstep. And in the summer we would all swim because Coco loves being in the water and I love being in the water. But I'd always been out walking the dog. I was with my friend Sam and I was just always like, and I would see people in there in the winter and we'd be like, oh my God. And I said to Sam, would you do it with me? And she was like, well, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I'd have the guts. And then one of the mums at school, I got chatting to her and this was in the March or whatever it was. And she was like, or well, me and Helen started it on New Year's Day because they made this thing of, right, we're going to go in for a New Year's Day swim, pure freezing. I think they were in for about 30 seconds, you know, just get in and out because yeah. they've still got the video and they're pure screaming and kind of considering what, <laughs> how far they've came now, it's quite amazing. And I was like, right, OK, I'm going to do it. And actually, um, Paul came with me as well, my husband, and we went down and it was just accelerating. It was just... Uh, and, and listen, there was no swimming. It was literally just getting in. In and out. Splashing about. I remember the waves being massive. You know, like, oh, God, it just... I lost a ring. It was just... We were getting tossed and turned. and, But that feeling when I came out was just, like, addictive, you know? My, because it's was, cold.
2: It's freezing, yes, isn't it?
3: Oh, it's like, this, is, this was in, like, um, February, like, March oh. time. And that's when it's at its coldest, even worse than december usually so yeah and then that was it i mean i was i did it another two times then i was just addicted to it and i was addicted to the feeling afterwards but it became something oh we're gonna cry (laughs) don't (laughs) it became something look at it, just say it (laughs) no it just became something so much more and i can't even tell you what it is it's really hard to describe number one meeting a Gallus group of uh, uh, girls. See, I've, I've been talking to you for an hour and I'm saying Gallus already. Sorry. Gallus. She, you,
2: she's Gallus, but she's got a lovely group. And you, uh, how many of there them are so you? I love so much. So there's about eight of us, but actually it
3: became much bigger as well. Right. But then we had to keep it small because of COVID and then, then it disbanded because we could only meet up with one person. And you don't, on those wintery, very cold days, you don't really want to go in on your own into the sea, do you know what I mean? No. You need to have someone with you. But... There's loads of girls who do it here now, and if some like even God, even our book group, we try and go for every swim if we meet up, and we'll lots of people do it. But I've got there's eight of us who were the kind of you know beginners if you like, yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, God, there was there's tons of people here who've been swimming for years. You know what I mean? And they probably all hate us now because everybody's in their dry robes now. You know they're (laughs) like, but we don't do it with wetsuits. It's it's about the cold. And, and now that I've been doing it for a long time, I'm now a bit like, oh, it's now becoming more about the swim. Like I want to kind of, especially in the summer, because you can stay in for half an hour, 40, 40 minutes. Yeah. Um, so I'm trying to swim a bit better. We, we did a, like an open water swimming lesson in a lake, which was just amazing. And it's just the bond we all had. And I read that because of all the endorphins and afterwards, it makes you bond quicker with people because you're all, you're all on this buzz. Together. Because i tell these girls anything now you know and some of them i've only just met in a year but just those kind of leisurely swims sometimes you have you know especially like the morning ones or the evening ones that just get a bit of magic about them you yeah. know and what you chat about and and how it makes you feel afterwards it's just that's all i can describe it. it's like magic you know it just kind of i just feel better i just instantly feel better and I kind of itch to get in the water, you know, if I've not been down there for a while through work or, you know, I, I miss it. So yeah, listen, I don't do it every day because I can, because no. I'm working and, you know, people are like, oh my God, do you go every morning? And I'm like, no, because I'm pure up at like 4.30 to get in the car, to drive yeah. in the M25, you know, to get to, get my- to work, to do my yeah. own makeup, to, you know, to then yeah. film till, uh, I don't go home till half eight, you know, so... But those days are, are that you can get down are just, you know, they're amazing. I'm going to go down this afternoon, actually.
2: But how lovely it's like in that time, and I know what you're, what you're saying, like so many people have started during lockdown, but if, if anything good's came out of it, it's that. I mean, yeah. the fact that you've lived there, and we're lucky enough to have a place by the coast that you know. And yeah. I, I'm embarrassed that we used to go there for years and not go in. Obviously I'm not we're going to paddling. Not. But we never uh-huh. went in, and you did inspire me to do that, Don. At first I was my wetsuit on. And then you were like, why don't you try it without the wetsuit? And then you were saying, put the gloves on and a wee hat, not this kind of stuff. And I actually miss it so much. Like, it sounds really pretentious. Oh, my God, is that Minnie in the background? Oh, that's that's the big one. That's the old one. That's Murphy. Oh, Murphy! She's got two beautiful it's doggies The dog. one just came in there. But the fact that, like, I'm the same as you, when I am in the water now, if I'm there... I feel so weird. It's like I'm like mm. getting everything else out the road so I can get in it. But I think it's probably really helped you. I mean, you've been working under that pressure and then you mm. get in and then about your shoulders drop. And oh, is, yeah, absolutely. It is magic. It is magical. Also it's magical. And also,
3: it's also for me, like, because I think it has changed me. And I've been trying to work out, I've done other interviews when they're talking about world well swimming and how has it changed? Like, how what is it about it? And all I can say is that I feel braver But listen, I think that's age as well. Do you know what I mean? But I just feel like I can just get in that sea now in January. And yeah, it's cold. Of course, I still feel the cold. Yeah. I just get in. Do you know what I mean? I'm not like, oh, you know. And that's fine because that takes a while to to get to that. But there's, there's a space in my head that I go to that I can just shut it out and get in there. And then once you're in, it's totally fine. And even, God, we just went to Cornwall on holiday. And I was just trying to get in as much as I could, you know, to try and experience different, you know. And yeah. I've went to some of the leaders. Like this is the one in London at Parliament Hill. I dragged to Joe McFadden in the other week. I was like, come on. <laughs> Did he like an, it? Yeah, he loved it. But it, that's an outdoor pool. and But it was freezing. And he Beautiful. took me to the ponds and hamster teeth. And again, that's a different experience. But listen, there's something about it. And there's a reason why everyone's doing it. And I've had loads of people, my, one of my old friends, Alison, from school, who I'm still in touch with, she started doing it and she sent me one of those big bobble hats, but it was a <laughs> Scotland flag. Oh. And she, said, I know she sent me it the other day and it just arrived in the post and I was totally crying about it as well because she was just like, thank you, thank you for pushing me, you know. And even now I'll be texting her going, right, get your head under now. Get that you still do under. that to me? She's yeah. quite bo- you're
2: quite bossy <laughs> about the head, but, you're, but you are right. That was my question right. to you as well. So, see, coming into the winter months, do we still put our head in? Some people don't, but I like right. just
3: a little dunk at the end. And then you have back on. Just a little on. dunk, and then right. you okay. hat back on. Yeah, right. OK. But listen, some people don't, and that's the other thing. It just depends how you feel on the day. Like, I've went down there before, and some of the girls are like, I'm not feeling it. I'm not going to." OK. In. You know? Right. But okay. also, it's like exercise. What I'll say is, you never regret a swim, ever. No. No. no, and you'll never regret exercising. It might take ages to do it and I've not done it for four weeks and all I've done is eat and drink my own body weight. But <laughs> I just had the best HIIT class this morning and I was like, oh yeah, that's, that's what it's about. It's just, and especially, you know, I'm going to be 46 this year, you know, and I'm now like, I'm really enjoying this period in my life. Listen, yeah. come back to me in January when I'm unemployed and I can't get seen for anything.
1: But,
2: <laughs> but listen, you've, no, no, but you've answered it yourself. Look, that, that, that means that without being happy and I'm not looking at you when I say it, so I don't greet, but mm-hmm. that's maybe that chapter's closing for a reason and you'll always have it. And mm-hmm. you're braver now, Don. And mm-hmm. look, look at all of that. That just means that something else is coming and that yeah. scene's not going anywhere. And whatever else is coming for you, and we both know you're such an amazing actress. You're never going to have to worry about that side of your life that's going to come and you'll get in that sea and you tell the girls about your next adventure through your job and you'll always have that. It's, I know. And it's, that's it's fantastic. The
3: thing, you'll, you'll always have the sea. Do you know what I mean? I might not have a really nice job that I'm going to go to at the moment because that'll be gone come December
2: but you know, I'll always have the sea. Cut to Dawn and I like a pair of mermaids swimming off into the sunset. I can't thank her enough for joining me on this podcast today. I just loved reconnecting with her. And thanks to you all for listening. You can find future episodes on ACAST, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. With thanks to Matt Ramsey for editing and mixing this episode. This podcast was produced by Solace Sounds.
0: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quins.